0: Hey, tonight we're, we're concluding. It's really the finale, but not even really a finale because we were done last week with this series entitled The Fault in Our Souls. But I'm gonna give just a really short recap to this series um, tonight. And then we're gonna jump into what we call connect groups. We don't do connect groups too often on a Wednesday night, but we wanted to conclude this entire series, this series that was in fact about love. Get ready for it. Buckle your seatbelts. Tense up really, really, really tight junior hires sex (laughs) and of course dating relationships I like saying dating mating and relating because that sounds cool um but we wanted to conclude this by jumping into what we call connect groups they're kind of like little families we're a really big family here but we like we like being a big family that feels like a little family so we do what we call connect groups and tonight we're gonna conclude with connect groups um this evening but, uh, but I wanna give you a really quick recap of this series, share my heart with you a little bit before I send you into connect groups. Um, first, do I have, don't put it up on the screens yet, do I have anybody in the room who can actually, and don't say it, And don't run up to the stage, but you could say the series in a sentence by heart. Can anybody give the series in a sentence? This is the first hand I saw. You could say the series in a sentence by heart. You know it, come, come up, come on up on stage. If you nail this, I have a box of Girl Scout cookies for you, okay? you There's stairs right here. You can come up on the stairs right here. You guys are like, I didn't know the stakes. I didn't know there was such a prize on the line. Hey, what's your name? Ash. Ash? Like Ash Ketchum? Nerds? Anybody? Come on, somebody. I know I did. I've got limited amounts of jokes. All right, Ash, hit us with the series in a sentence. You have a God-sized puzzle piece in your heart. Letting God fill it is where true love starts. Let's go, Ash. There you go. Good job. That's what's up. You're a note taker, aren't you? I knew it. I knew it. Hey, is there anybody in the room? You? I need three people. Three people who have their journal, their notes with the series and the sentence written down. First three people, you have it. Come on, Come on, right here. I'll take a cell phone. There's one. I'll take cell phone notes. There's two. <gasps> And there's three. You lost. Jaden, get out of here. All right, let's see it. Let me see. Series in the sentence written down. There it is. There it is. <laughs> that is bad. But it's chill. Hey, I don't know. Does anybody have any allergies? Okay. Thank you go. Here you go. Yes, what's up? We are a note-taking church. I believe in taking notes. Um, here's the series in the sentence one more time. You have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart. You have a God-sized puzzle piece in your heart. And allowing God to fill it is where true love starts. Now, not just true love in your relationship with God, but every true love relationship you'll ever have for the rest of your life, it actually begins with God. It actually starts when you have a relationship with God. And what so many people, where's the quadrifoil? Come on. There it is. Goodbye, square. You're boring. Get it? Come on, guys. Come on. The quad, I'm going to grab that right quick. The, 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 the quadrifoil is just the cloud-shaped guy. It was our favorite shape throughout this series. Um, you have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart. And what so much of the world is doing is they're trying to fill that puzzle piece with things that don't fit. Other relationships, partying, substance abuse. Often it's even even things maybe as innocent as, as sports or a career or pursuing education. And what happens is trying to get that to fit into Something it wasn't designed to fit into will end up bringing damage. Like, I could bring up to the stage probably a bankhead because he's way stronger than me, and he could, like, force the quadrifoil into, like, the oval. Like, he can, make it, he can make it fit, but then what would happen? The toy, that would be destroyed, the shape would be destroyed, and there would be destruction. But when you allow God to come and fill what God created that for only him to be able to fill, things just seem to fall into place. Someone say Amen come on somebody and if you're in a place where like in your life you're like why why do I feel empty why do I feel alone why do I feel depressed depression is at an all-time high suicide is the second highest cause of death amongst teenagers and like we all we're all like looking for these answers well there is the answer for you because you have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart and you will always live with a sense of void if you don't allow God to come in and fill that void and that's where true love starts amen so let's, uh, let's dig into our, our sermons in a sentence. Week one, here was our sermon in a sentence. It was a, a message subtitled, fake love. Finish this line. I got fake people showing. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, I didn't say the whole song. I said finish the line, you non-saved people, semi-saved people. Just pray, it's cool. You, uh, here, here it is. The real thing is always better than a fake the real thing is always better than a fake. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Like, great value version, uh, you know, <laughs> chocolate covered chocolate covered astro comets are not the same thing as like uh, uh, Cocoa Puffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not the same. You could taste the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, like McDonald's is not the same as In-N-Out. Somebody say amen. amen. Quality you can taste right you know what i'm saying like the real thing is always better than a fake don't fall for the counterfeit don't settle for the generic often what we think is that the enemy satan because god is real yes but you have an enemy as well some of y'all thought your ex was your enemy No, no no people ain't your enemy we have an enemy his name is satan And often what we think is Satan is actually going to come and he's going to offer us the exact opposite that God offers us. Not true. Actually, sometimes, yeah, but most of the time what he'll actually do is he'll get you to just settle for, he'll trick you to fall for receiving a generic, fake, knockoff version of what God wants to give you. Let me put it like this. God wants to get you into an amazing relationship one day. But the enemy wants to get you into a mediocre relationship today that's going to fall apart one day. And all the seniors that have been in those relationships said amen. Yeah. Come on, class of 2019. I need your help preaching and I need your help pastoring these students because some of them don't want to listen to me. Y'all. Don't fall for the generic. Don't, don't settle for a fake Week two, Pastor Gary and Ann, our lead pastors, they came in and they spoke and they dropped absolute fire. They didn't give us a sermon in a sentence, but I kind of boiled down their message into this, which was really their first point. Choose to pursue God's plan for your life. Can we just pause really quick and recognize this? God, the creator of the universe, has a plan for your life. Look at your neighbor. Say, you... Look at your other neighbor. Say, even you. Everybody turn around and tell the person behind them, yes, you. Now everybody point at Pastor Coyne and say, yes, even you. (laughs) Hey, God, God, the God, the one and only true God has a plan for your life. Let that sink in for a moment. That means, like, you don't gotta live randomly. You don't have to have, like, an arbitrary life that just things come day by day and moment by moment. And when you're like, hey, so what are you doing next week? And you're like, I don't know, man. It'll probably be whatever. No, you can be excited. Why? Because God has a plan for your life. I wish someone would put their hands together and thank Him that He's got a plan for your life. And His plan's way better than your plan. God, God has a plan for your life. Choose to pursue God's plan for your life above all else, above everything else. Uh, week three, me and my my phenomenal, beautiful, she she hates how I said this, sexy wife. She she's a little bit blonder now. She you guys see she had a little bit of blonde tint into her hair. Loving it, absolutely loving it. See like the Cortezes like. My what? The Diablos, <laughs> they're not. I don't know if we're allowed to say that in church, JJ. It is what it is. We're we are we are five minutes in, and we've already said Diablos and quoted Drake. God forgive us, Laura. <laughs> like, she got a strong shoe game. Me and her, we tag teamed a message that were the do's and the don'ts of being single. Where's all the single people at? Yeah, take a look around real quick. Put your hands down real quick. <laughs> We talk the do's and the don'ts of dating. Where's the people in a relationship, a dating relationship? That's what's up. Bankhead is taken. And where's all the married people at? Yeah. Being married is the best, y'all. Being married is the absolute best. For one very specific reason that we won't talk about tonight. <laughs> It's like what oh my gosh, what is he talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Oh pastor, pastors have sex too? Yeah, bro, yes. Is he bragging? Oh, yes, absolutely I am. Sometimes people are like, hey Corey, uh, what what are your hobbies? You don't wanna know. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> sit back down, Kevin. God God created it? I waited 20 years to have it, so I'm making up for lost time, y'all. God blesses it. It is what it is. God bless it. He created it. And once you're married, he blesses it. We talk the do's and the don'ts of being single, the do's and the don'ts of being in a relationship, the do's and the don'ts of being married. Hey, we have a podcast. If you didn't, if you weren't here for that message, go and check it out, I promise it'll bless your life. Week number four, we had Q&A, question and answer with the Cranes, Adrian and Aaron. They were absolutely amazing. Go check that out in the podcast. We are, yes, yes, we are. It might even happen once this once this series is over, but we are still gonna try to do an Instagram Live moment with the Cranes where we finish out all the questions. You guys like flooded us with questions. We probably have 20, 25 questions we didn't even get around to answering. We will absolutely um, dig into that. Maybe tonight you have a question that you want answered. Guess what? You're gonna be in connect group with people that are, that are your same age and stage of life, and that'll be a perfect moment for you to ask some questions. Man, if you have one right now, Write it down. Get ready to go ask it in a few moments. Man, I loved Q&A. It was a lot of fun. How many people say, like, we should do Q&A a little more often? You guys like Q&A? I, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Week five, our sermon in a sentence was this. Maybe my, maybe my favorite one. You want a beautiful love life? Make God the love of your life. Now, I tell you, like, I'm not even preaching tonight, but I'm preaching tonight. Like, the best way in which you can find, like, satisfaction, adventure, romance, blessing in your love life is by making God the love of your life. Because when you put God first, he blesses you. Let me say it like this. You will never come in last putting God first. And that includes relationships. I promise you that. And then last week, our our final week of this series, our sermon in a sentence was this. It was more like a statement. On your own equals weakness in relationship with Christ Equals completeness. Amen. That's, that's what it means. That's what it looks like. Man, I've loved this series. And I've loved talking about the fact that God, God is not a distant God. I don't know like where you're at in your life and in your, in your age and stage of life and what what religion you like attribute yourself to. And I don't know what you believe in God. I don't know what your experiences with God and with church and stuff like that has been like. I don't know if you've you've read the Bible cover to cover or you don't you didn't even know the Bible existed. Like I don't know where you're at. But maybe you thought God was a distant God. Maybe you thought God was a God that's all about rules and regulations and live your life right or else you're going to hell. And can I just tell you that is the exact opposite of what our God is like? Our God is all about relationship that's what he's about and so many people often like it kind of like if you've been if you've been walking with Jesus for a while you probably get what I get when you're like when like I'll be at the gym and I'll be be hooping with some of the guys and then we'll end up talking about life and where we're at and often people will be like hey so what do you do for a living and, and I'll tell them well and sometimes they get awkward so I'll, I'll start with I work with teenagers and they'll be like oh you're a teacher no no not a teacher so what do you do? Well, I'm a, um, you know, I'm like, kind of like, kind of like a guidance counselor, They're like, oh, so you work at a school? No, not exactly, because people get real weird once you tell them you're a pastor, and they're like, but I just cussed in that basketball game, and I'm over here, like, yeah, and I'm over here, like, oh, you're going to hell, like, I had to watch my mouth, too, because that guy fouled me, and then he called me soft, and like, yo, I'm like, I'm struggling, too, you know, it's like, Finally, I'll be like, I'm a pastor, and they'll be like, Oh, so what religion are you? And then I'm like, Ew. I don't really. The only thing I religiously do is like brush my teeth every morning and every night, and usually right after lunch too, because that's the type of guy that I am. I like walking around with no stink breath. Um, but like, like, God is not about religion. God is not about ritual. God is not about you you checking off every good deed on the list and then he's like, okay, so you're a good person, so let me come uh, and, and be a part of your life. That's not the God that we serve. See, we serve a God that said, you will never be able to do enough good to get to me, so I'm going to come to you because that's how bad I want relationship with you. Hey, Carlos, would you, would you come play keys right behind me and make this moment sound extra spiritual because we all know. Hispanics are a little bit more spiritual, amen, and you're Pentecostal, baby, Um, and let me tell you guys, let me get, let me tell you guys a quick story, and then we're going to jump to connect groups, Um, so I've been, I've been doing this youth pastor thing for close to 10 years now, and um, we've had like a lot of ups and downs, and, and I'll tell you like my favorite and my least favorite thing, both my favorite and my least favorite thing about ministry is people. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's like you, you, you meet the greatest people in the world, and then you meet some people who just want to make your life difficult. And then you meet some of the greatest people in the world, and you fall in love with them, and they become family to you, and you're like, oh, we're so close. And then because this job isn't a job, and this career is not a career, it's a calling, and it's what my wife and I for 10 years have put our hearts and our souls and our tears into, our, our finances, our time, our everything into. Um, once in a while, what ends up happening is those same people who you are so close to and you call family end up um, breaking your heart at a like really deep level. And we had this, um, this young couple that we had been pastoring and mentoring and we had been friends with for a really long time. And, and they had been dating for a while and and they had started to kind of like um, take the dating relationship that was once like in God's hands and God was at the center and they began to take it into their own hands and do things their own way. And, and, and it started happening by, by little steps. They would start spending the night at each other's house. And then, and then they would start spending the weekend at each other's house. And then before we knew it, they had moved in together, but they, but they were sleeping in separate rooms. But then they were living together and then, and then they were sleeping in the same room, but, but he was sleeping on the floor and she was sleeping on the bed. And then, and then they ended up living in the same house, in the same room, sleeping in the same bed. And that's just not God's way and that's not the way that God set up boundaries. He said, keep the marriage bed pure. The a bed is designed for a husband and a wife, not, not a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And, and that just puts people in a moment of temptation that you shouldn't be in and, because while God created sex, and sex is powerful, sex is also very dangerous. And and so they, they started living in this cycle. And and when Amber and I had heard about it, and, and because we loved them so much, we wanted to bring correction, and we saw the, the road and the path that they were heading down. And, and we both knew what was at the end of that road. We decided to go to them and, and say, hey, like, we just think that you're not on the right path and the right road, and you're starting to make some decisions that maybe you don't realize are as damaging as they're going to be long term, and man, like, not to mention you're on the worship team, and you're one of our leaders, and you both are at high levels of influence, and so what will happen is young people will start following in your footsteps and thinking whatever you do is okay, and so man, we just can't have that amongst our leaders. so hey, like, what we need you guys to do is we need you guys to correct this, and they were in agreement, and they're like yes absolutely like we for sure like we're on the same page and and we've just compromised in too many areas and we're sorry but let's correct this so we started walking it out and and they're like give us two weeks and we'll get it done in a month we checked in and nothing had changed and like come on guys like we're serious about this we want the best for you and we want to see you prosper and flourish and god bless you and so they're like oh yeah you know life hit two more weeks And, and man four or five months of this went on and And it got to the point where, like, the truth was being twisted. Things were being lied about. And we found out that literally nothing had changed. And they'd continue to live in the same house, in the same room. same bed and it got to the point where we're like hey the grace over this situation has run out even though the grace over your life has not run out but for now what we're going to need is until you're able to to step out of that position we just can't and and begin to make some like lifestyle changes we can't have you in positions of leadership and we're going to need you to step down from your position of leadership in ministry in our youth ministry we need you to attend adult services and we're going to personally walk through this next season season of life with you. Can I tell you, when that conversation happened, Amber and I, these same people who had stayed in our house before, we had paid for meals for these people. One time during uh, times when his family was abusive towards him, he knocked on our door at two in the morning. We answered and we pulled him in and and we prayed with him and he stayed the night at our house. Actually, he stayed a couple days at our house. Those same people, literally in our youth room, in church, cussed us out cussed in my face, slammed a door in my face. This is how, let me just paint a picture of like how, um, how like extreme the situation was. I ended up stepping between Amber and this guy because I didn't trust that he would be able to handle his anger if Amber said another thing that he didn't like hearing she just broke down in tears and wouldn't say anything. He literally slammed the door in our face multiple times, coming back in the room, going back out, slamming the door, coming back in the room. At the end of it, they ended up basically saying, you guys are hypocrites and you guys are fake and you, all because of what we wanted the best for them. It gets worse, they ended up, they ended up leaving the church, they walked out of our lives, people we were so close to, people we called family, And they started going around telling people that we kicked them out of the church, which never happened. We never kicked them out of the church. We would never really kick anybody out of the church. We simply said, well, we need you to come to adult services because you're adults. And if you're not on the youth leadership team, then you have to come to adult services. And in this time, we're gonna walk life with you. In fact, we have young adult services as well. You can also go to that. But they turned around and said that we kicked them out of the church because somebody who tithes a lot, somebody who gives a lot of money to the church, didn't like them. And in order to keep their money in our church, we decided to kick them out of the church, which is a complete fabrication, a complete lie. And my heart's broken over this. Like I know like for so many in this room, like you guys are like legitimately some of my best friends. Know this, Amber and I both sacrifice so much time with our family. Like we miss, no joke, like this week, I'll be missing my niece's birthday party. Because we, we are so in love with you. And you to us are family. And just like this young couple, you know what, you know what we want for you? As your pastor, let me for a moment be your pastor. I know we're friends. I know, like for a lot of you, like I'm an older brother, you're a younger brother, you're a younger sister. That's how I look at you. We're family. But let me for a moment be your pastor. As your pastor, you know what I want for you? The best. I want the best for you, just like I did this young couple. And that's why often I'm willing to have the hard conversations. That's why over the last seven weeks, we've talked about what we've talked about. This young couple, they decided to go off, they decided to leave and they said, hey, you know what, we're gonna get married. At 19 years old, we're gonna get married. They weren't in any place to get married. They said, don't, You, you are rushing it. Like, no, because if we get married, then we could come back and we could be back in leadership. You know, I could be back on the stage singing and playing guitar. I'm like, that's not how it works. There will be a restoration process. And marriage is not the answer. You're not ready to get married yet. You guys both need to get some things figured out in your lives. Press pause, wait it out. Don't do it. So they invited us to the wedding and then they uninvited us to the wedding and then they invited us to the wedding again and then they uninvited us to the wedding again and then they just went down to the courthouse and they got married. my heart broke again for them because I saw them going into marriage with so much damage and so much, so much emotional, spiritual pain. And by the time they were 20 years old, they were getting a divorce because she had left him for one of his good friends. Why do I tell you this? God's called me to be your pastor, and I'll be your pastor before I'll be your friend. And sometimes, like the last seven weeks, I'll speak some things that you might think is because, like, your connect group leaders as well will speak some things that you might think is like they just don't want me to have fun, they just think that they don't understand, they this, they that. No, 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 it's because we're looking down that road, and as a pastor as someone who's been doing this a while, as someone who's been working with teenagers longer than you've been a teenager, I can see down that road and I know what's at the end of that path. You know when, you know every time I'm like, in my office, sometimes, no joke, y'all, like sometimes I close the door and I close the blinds because I become like a blubbering mess and I'm crying over my Bible, I'm crying over my notes because I'm thinking of you guys and I'm thinking about some of the decisions that some of you guys are making and I can see at the end of that path that there's death and there's destruction and I'm sitting here thinking, man, maybe the only thing that'll get them to turn off of that path is on Wednesday night when I'm holding some stupid microphone on some stupid stage and I start talking the word of God, and if they would just hear what I'm trying to say, then they would, don't answer it unless it's Jesus. Did you guys hear that cell phone ring? Is that what that was? And and like, you know what I'm thinking about when I'm preparing these messages? Thinking about like, I want the best for them. You know what I'm thinking about? I want what God wants for them. You know what God wants for you? The best. John 10, in verse 10, it says the thief, the enemy, that's Satan, his purpose, his plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. One other version, it says, it says that I would give them life and that they may live life to the fullest. Why have we talked about this for the last seven weeks? Because I've had people that I pastored who have gone down a road that at the end of that road called dating, at the end of this road called a relationship, I could see it was damage, it was death, it was destruction. In this case, it was divorce, divorce. That same guy, I met up with him and I talked with him maybe about a year ago. And he said, you know what he said? He said, Pastor Corey, I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you. And here's the words he used. But I was so blinded. I was so blinded. You know what we are here at Bridge Youth? Your connect group leaders, your pastors, Amber and I. We're the ones that help you see what you can't see. And when you're blinded, you know what we want? We wanna help you see so that you can have the best. God has a plan for you. And you know what his plan is? It's just the best. The best what, the best, you name it. The best everything, God wants the best for you. The best relationship, yeah. Best love, yeah. The best gear up, buckle your seatbelts. The best sex? get married That's what God wants for you. The best relationship, 100%. Adventure, romance, beauty, dreams fulfilled, all of it. Yeah. Actually, the Bible says that God is able to do above and beyond all you could ever ask or imagine or dream of in your wildest dreams. And that's what we want for you. But you have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart and allowing God to fill it is where true love starts. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes right now? At the end of this series and before we take time to jump into connect groups, I can't move past this moment without giving you the opportunity to get into the best relationship that you could ever get into. And that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not a concept. He's not a legend. He's not words on a paper. He is a real man that was actually all God and all man, all at the same time who came to earth 2,000 years ago. Because we couldn't get to him, he came to us. And the idea of eternity without us was so unbearable that he actually said, I'm gonna pay the price for your mistakes and for your sins, a price that you and I could never afford, that we could never pay he said, I'm going to pay the price because you can't so that we can have relationship and live in eternity together. And maybe tonight you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe tonight you thought you were just coming to just hang out. Maybe you thought this was just another moment to just be with some friends. Maybe you thought, hey, hype music, I'll go. And now all of a sudden you're realizing you're here for what? This moment. But this moment isn't for this moment. This moment is so that your life can have momentum in a relationship with Jesus, maybe you've been in other relationships maybe you've been maybe you've been partying maybe substance abuse has been a regular part of your life and like so many others you feel empty you feel that void in the middle of your chest that just isn't filled and you feel alone and you feel like there you don't see light at the end of the tunnel maybe some of you are as far into this thing that you would actually say i'm depressed well tonight This is your moment to receive life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. It all starts with a relationship with Jesus. So if tonight you would say, oh, well, I want that, Corey. I want that relationship. How can I have it? Well, you can't buy it on Amazon. They don't got it on eBay. They got everything else at Walmart, but not this. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you'll be saved. So in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to take your first step by doing something really simple. I'm gonna count to three, and when I get to three, I just want you to shoot your hand in the sky. If that's you, this is your moment. You want a relationship with Jesus? You want a relationship with the God that created you? You want that God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart to be filled? This is your moment and this is your time. When I get to three, you raise your hand. One, tonight's your night. Two, don't hesitate. Three, all over this place, if that's you, come on, hands going up everywhere. Come on, don't put them down, raise them up high. Anybody else? This is the best decision you'll ever make with your life. I promise you that. You'll never regret this. You'll never regret this decision. Anybody else? Amazing. Anybody else? This is your moment, this is your time. Don't let this moment slip by. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. If you want to know that you know that you know that if you were to die tomorrow, you would be in heaven with God, with Jesus, this is your moment. Raise your hand right now. One more moment more. More hands are going up. Anybody else? We're not moving past this moment too quick. Anybody else? This is the most important thing that we'll ever do here at this church. It's the most important thing any one of us could ever do with our life. This is the most impor- this could be the most important moment of your entire life. Don't let it slip by. Anybody else? You can put your hands down. Now we're gonna pray that prayer. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you—I'm gonna give you the words, but they're your words. You wrap your heart around them. You believe them with everything in you. And the Bible says. God says, Jesus says, that you will be saved. Since we're a big family here, we're all gonna pray this together. You won't be in it alone. So right out loud, everybody together, would you repeat these words right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this moment forward, I'm gonna follow you. No looking back and no turning back. In Jesus' name, everybody said, hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now?